Morning, Hope. So, we have been in a series called Identity Crisis, and today is our final week in that series, and so far we have talked about the fact that uh, we as Christians and here at Hope recognize that God reaches out to us and we respond to him. We've talked about the fact that we can be assured of our relationship with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And we have talked about the fact that we don't strive for perfectionism, but for the perfection the Holy Spirit works in our lives as we get to know Jesus better and better each day. And today we're looking at our response to all of this. Because really, I mean, that's this whole process, right? The, the process of being conformed to the image of Christ for the sake of others, this whole being a disciple thing, it's all about our response to that invitation. We just started a new members class last week, and one of the first things that we talk about at every good members class, new members class, is the fact that the first thing we do is recognize who Jesus is to us. We all have to decide what our relationship with Jesus is going to be. And once we decide, once we recognize who he is in our lives, what he's done for us, when we ask him to be the Lord of our lives, well, our trajectory changes. Adding the Holy Spirit into our lives changes our purpose, our focus. We move from being an observer, someone who watches God at work, to a participant, someone who is actively working with God. We move from being a consumer to a producer, someone who thinks only about what they need to someone who is actively looking for ways they can serve and help others. And this change occurs because we understand and we choose to respond to the love and the forgiveness that Jesus offers us. The title of this series, Identity Crisis, refers to our need to figure out who we are in Jesus and what our relationship is with him. It's about who we are becoming because of our response to him. And we're called to figure this out not just for us, but for the world. If we don't know, understand, and embrace who we are, how on earth will the world know what it looks like to follow him? And today we live in a world that is getting a lot of mixed signals about what it means to be a Christian. All they have to identify us by is what they see. They only know Jesus through the way those who claim to follow him act. You see, our relationship with Jesus is deeply personal. But it was never meant to be private. It can't be. 
Faith is meant to be lived out loud the same way music is meant to be played. We get to make a difference in this world when we take our faith outside. James had some strong words about this. He tells us that in the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. I love that. I will show you my faith by my deeds. What an awesome challenge James offers us. Whether we are introverts or extroverts, online or in person, young or old, it doesn't matter. Our faith insists on action. It's a team sport, a give and take, a call and response. You'll see us do that sometimes here at Hope. And if you came from a more traditional background or from a Catholic background, you might be very familiar with liturgy, where you will have someone up front say a word and you will respond back to that. That's a model. A model of the way we respond to the constant call of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Call and respond. Jesus calls we respond. And inevitably, God's call leads us to other people. Even when Paul found himself thrown in prison, isolation wasn't an option. He talked about Jesus to the jailers, to the other prisoners. He wrote letters to his friends, to the churches he had started. No matter his circumstances, he was always responding to God's love. Not just when he felt like it or when things were good. Call, respond. Now, we've certainly had some circumstances in these past few years, haven't we? I recently saw a meme that said, uh, I am tired of living through major historical events. And I am right there. It's been really easy to isolate, to withdraw into ourselves, into our families. Culturally, we've thrown up walls, embraced distance. Divides have grown deeper. Resentments have held longer. And as we re-enter society, there are scars. It's had an impact on us. Now, there have been great creative things that have come from this time. God has used it, and he has brought good. But we can't ignore that there was damage done as well. There is a danger of becoming armchair warriors, content to watch from the sidelines, But what battles are we fighting from there? Are we winning? Is that approach effective? 
we live in a time where life is documented on social media, where words and opinions are easy, but action is optional. But that isn't what our faith calls us to. More is required of us. Call and response. Our faith is living. It's dynamic. It grows. It evolves just like our relationships do. And just like other relationships in our lives, with Jesus, our relationship has multiple facets. So the people in our lives, we have different roles with them. Child, friend, employee, employer, spouse, sibling, parent. Each of these roles impacts the way we interact with the people with whom we are in relationship. And the same holds true with Jesus. There are multiple facets to our relationship with him. We are his friends, his children, his disciples, called to be like him, love like him, serve like him. While all of our giftings are different, we are gifted. We are created to share our gifts with others. All of those facets inform and drive our relationship with him. And if we get distracted or we neglect or ignore any one part, something important is missing. Something vital, not just for us, for the world at large. My, um, my family loves jigsaw puzzles. 99% uh, of the time, you will see a jigsaw puzzle spread out on our dining room table, and uh, it's a great rainy day activity. It's a great late night activity. My husband's the best out of it by far, but you'll, inevitably you'll find all of us kind of gathered around the table at some point in time, struggling to make sense of the myriad of shapes and colors. Well, as you may know, we have a lot of animals in our house, and inevitably we lose pieces to the puzzle. Now, we've blamed each other, we've blamed the cats, we've blamed the dogs, but honestly, I think it's a group effort. I am fairly confident that someone, some cat, might jump up on the table and their fur might just catch up on a little, you know, piece of a puzzle and then it wanders off with them and then the dog eats it. Or then they, you know, they knock it off the table because it looks like fun and then the dog eats it. The end result is the same. The finished product is missing a piece or eight. That might be our personal record. <laughs> now the process is still fun. We still enjoy putting it together. We have great family time. We watch the picture evolve and turn into something. But it's never going to reach its full potential. It's never going to be all it was created to be. It's missing something. Learning, loving, serving, giving, these are all parts of how we were created. All important pieces in fulfilling our potential. And living into the life God calls us to. 
There are ways we can respond to the movement of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The ways we can respond to the needs we see around us. Now, I know it can be easy to be stymied by how overwhelming the needs of the world can seem. It is easy to stall out trying to find the right way to look or act or speak. It's easy to get caught up in the do's and don'ts of religion. It's easy to think that we have to be perfect before we act. But responding, serving, giving, loving, acting, this is how the Holy Spirit works. It is in this process, in our action, that our faith is deepened. Our relationship grows more complex. And the capacity to trust in him is expanded. When we take action, we invite the Holy Spirit to move, to grow, to fill us. When we feel paralyzed, we can choose to do for one what we wish we could do for many. We can choose action. God has called us and created us for a relationship in him. And through that, a relationship with others. Jesus told his disciples at the Last Supper, So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. There it is. It's right there. The answer to our identity crisis. The answer to who we are and to how the world should know who we are. It's by our love. Our love for one another. Our love for the world. This is what should define us. All that we do, all that we are called to, should be through that lens of love. So the main words that we take away from that are do and love. All that we do, all the ways that we love. We don't have to have it all together. We don't need to know all the answers. We certainly don't need to have reached perfection before we move. We need to do and love. Our relationship with Jesus necessitates showing love. We are fortunate enough to be in a community that believes in coming together and serving our community, 
Whether we are coming together in small groups in person, whether we are coming together in small groups online, wherever we are, we are joining together to grow and share and experience God's goodness. And that is an amazing thing in and of itself. But it doesn't stop there. We do these things. We serve. We come together and grow and learn and be- participate in small groups because we recognize that we are being sent out. Sent out to a world that desperately needs to know love. John Wesley said, the gospel of Christ knows of no religion but social. No holiness but social holiness. A faith lived in isolation requires little faith. It also does little good for anyone else. We're not called to live our faith in isolation, but instead to live our faith out loud. We are called to be responders. We are called to go and do. If there is hurting, if there is hunger, if there is injustice, we are called to respond in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, our schools, our country, our world. Our response to God's love for us is to pour that love out for others. And it will look different for each and every one of us because we are wired differently. We have different gifts For some, we may be called and be giving generously, financially. For some, we may be teaching, leading small groups. Others are offering physical relief. Some, it's raising awareness and others walking beside those who are hurting and broken. Part of our relationship with the Holy Spirit is listening to that call so that we can respond in the way he has gifted us individually. And we do it everywhere we are, with everyone we meet. I think Wesley put it well. Do all the good you can, by all the means you can, in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can. Call and respond. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, you call us. You call us in love. You call us in forgiveness. You call us to know you deeply. And Lord God, we want to respond. 
hear us, Lord, as we shout yes. Hear us, Lord, as we ask how, where, who. Lead our paths. Bring us, Lord, to those who you are calling us to. Fill us, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. And let everywhere we go and everyone we meet be an opportunity to love like Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.